I am tired, honestly, actually, tonight. Same. It's going to be a really chill book club today. <laughs> it's going to be chill. We cordially request that you be our dinner guests as you join us for another episode of Wine and Dine. Hi, everybody. I'm Ashley. I'm Megan. And this is Wine and Dine. So if you can't tell from our intro, we've had a very long work week. Yeah. And it, it I mean, while while we are still bubbly and happy and we got things going for you, if one of us yawns, I'm just going to apologize. <laughs> it's it's right going to happen. Now. And I won't cut it out either because this is real. It's raw. Yawning is raw. <laughs> yes. So, no, it's just, it's been a really long, I feel like that's almost going to be like a tandem wine for us. Like, obviously, <laughs> it's your week to wine if you want right. to wine. No, I mean, I just feel like it's been a long week. Like, yes. works, but she's agreeing with me. Yes. She's like, it's wine been a long week. Ah, oh, and it's pay week. Thank goodness. Oh, yeah. No, I got paid today. Ugh. That is always the most satisfying feeling is going <laughs> from having, like, I mean, we weren't broke or anything, but going from having like this much to this much. And I'm oh. like, okay, that's good. And then my bills are going to come out and it's going to go back down to this much. But at uh, that one moment, you had this much. <laughs> yeah, you no. can't see that, but she put her arms out like one of those stories where they're like, how big was the fish you caught? Was this big? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So for uh, wine purposes today... I am still drinking my Arizona Arnold Palmer zero calorie, no sugar, half and half iced tea and lemonade. I'm still drinking my pink grapefruit sparkling ice with antioxidants and vitamins and zero sugar. Ooh. So we're both going sugar free right now. I guess. This was not planned, folks. There's no scripts here. Mm, If you couldn't tell. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Meat and cheese time, uh-huh. or the or the or the main course. Main course. We're just gonna foods. yeah. We're we're not gonna like over tantalize you guys today. Uh, tonight for supper I had Pringles because once you pop the fun don't stop. Nice. So instead of that being a snack, it ended up being my supper. <laughs> we had Burger King. I I got back from my interview and it was like four o'clock and I hadn't eaten lunch and I was starving and he was starving so we had Burger King and now we're both not hungry so how'd your interview go good it went very very well hopefully um good things will come of it fingers crossed fingers crossed everyone shout out good feelings and vibes towards Ashley yeah good feelings good vibes hopefully the next time we're talking she will have had some good news I will hopefully have had good news yeah. uh. But for Yay. the actual meat, cheese, <laughs> the main food, course, dinner, the gray stuff, it's delicious. Don't believe me. Ask the dishes. Hmm. We're going to finally learn something from the queen of responsibility herself. <laughs> Goodness gracious. You're putting a lot of pressure on me right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to learn some stuff from <laughs> Ashley. God. See, it doesn't sound as cool like, when I say it like that. Okay, 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 okay. Fine, fine, fine. No, I wouldn't say I'm like the queen of responsibility, though. Okay, well, responsibility when it comes to owning books. Because as we've discussed, guys, I have literally no space for the books that I have still yet to read. Mm. I hold on to books that I have read, and then I reread them over and over again. (laughs) And and then I don't read any new books. Mm. And so Ashley is going to teach me a thing or two (laughs) about the wonderful world of unhauling. Yay! I'm not sure whether or not I'm actually going to be able to to do it to do it because I have a weird attachment to items. Yeah. But if I can, that might free up some space in my home and some clutter in my home. Right. So she's going to teach us a little bit about unhauling. So first off, what what is unhauling? So un- unhauling means that you are taking a haul that you've done and it can be multiple hauls that you've done or you have a giant stack of books that you have hauled and you go through them and you decide to pass them on to 
someone else or to like a thrift store or a library. So basically unhauling became this cool terminology that a lot of YouTubers were using where they would go through their giant library of books and come out with a stack of books that they were going to donate. And that that, that was their unhauling because you know when you haul it's because you have a huge stack of something and you're bringing, and you're bringing it in. Well they're unhauling so they're taking a huge stack of books and taking it away. How do they even how do they even? I don't know. I think a lot. I, they have a lot of books and a lot of this stuff. Any when I was really young and I was and it was a new thing. A lot of the things that they were unhauling were books that they found that weren't good or unpopular books or arcs that they had gotten things like that. And you're not yeah. actually supposed to like get rid of your. If you get rid of an arc, you're supposed to destroy it. Now, what, what do you mean by destroy it? <gasps> yeah. No. Yep. Uh-uh. They're not supposed to give it away to anybody. You're not supposed to give away an arc. What? Now, I guess, I- explain for those that don't understand. What, what do you mean by giving an, away arc an arc? An arc is a pre-released copy that the publisher gives to PR people to read, put their opinions out there, get other people, get average people like me and Megan hyped for a book. Okay. So when you go to, like, the big book expo that's in new york a lot of the books that are going to be given out are arcs okay and a rule of thumb that publishers want you to follow is this is a pr item this is not an item that you're supposed to just give out willy-nilly to like your friends and your families or get it out onto the shelf because it's not a finished product okay it's just a product it's a way to get get early released things into people's hands just like pre-release games games that are in beta form yeah like it's a way to get it's a beta form of a book yeah it's a beta form of a book it's just to get an idea out there you know get some feedback from readers you know get some ideas hey this cover art sucks or hey the the book isn't really good or maybe it needs to go towards teens and not young adults or kind of okay. get information back um but you have all these you have you have all these books and all these arcs and all this thing all the stuff yeah on your shelf and that takes up a lot of space so i decided one day that i wanted to do that too i wanted to get rid of all of the stuff that just doesn't appear doesn't appeal to me anymore or I didn't enjoy reading or you know I don't want to have it there anymore I've moved away from that genre or it doesn't appeal to me um and I did it for the first time and I think I had about like 15 books that I had stacked up wow and I took it to half price and I of course you only get like four four or five bucks back but you know I had more Space now, and I and you had four or five bucks, and I had four or five bucks, but it was like that whole like it was almost freeing in a way to me because I was like, I have all this space now, I can get more books, I can get books that I want. Because my issue is, is when I get a book, I feel obligated to read it almost to the point where it'll sit on my shelf for years and years and years and I've never touched it it's just there yeah and by doing the unhaul I realized that you know this book doesn't make me happy I don't really want to read it why do I have it yeah that makes sense maybe someone else can find joy in it see and I guess that's part of my reasoning behind keeping so many books is at one point I really wanted to read this mm-hmm. why don't I want to read it now maybe if I wait another month I'll want to read it again and so I just keep holding on to it and holding on to it because like what if I want to read it two months from now and I've already unhauled it I have to go buy it again mm-hmm. by that point I mean by that point when okay so we'll, we're going to go through the rules of what I do when I am looking at my bookshelf and taking books off of it and and things like that. We'll yeah. get into that here in a minute. Um, but there is a rule that I have that if the book has been sitting on my shelf and I don't remember buying it or reading the dang thing, there's a problem. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's 
that's one of the rules that I have. Um, so when I'm looking through my bookshelf, I have my bookshelf divided into my my first shelf, which holds, you know, all the books that I'm currently obsessed about. Okay. And those are the books that I really like that I, I'm not going to part with. Mm-hmm. So that's my first shelf. My second shelf is the books that I've read or that I'm thinking about, you know, collecting the series. Like, I'm not sure. Or there has some sort of meaning to the book, but it's not one of my favorite books that I'm, like, going crazy about. Uh-huh. Um, and then my bottom shelf that I have is dedicated to mass series that I've already, like, bought. So, like, the private series is all on my bottom shelf. It's all stacked up in chronological order <laughs> of how those books are supposed to be read. I have almost a full – the full – um, series of Gale Carriger books down there, and then I have all of my mass um, manga of Wind Doves or Wind Seagulls Cry, and I'm never. And those are actually gifts from my husband, and the artwork in the, those books are stunning. So that's that's what the three shelves are. And then I have a small TBR shelf that sits outside of my bookshelf, mm-hmm. actually, that I have to pass every day. So I'm constantly reminded of, okay, these are the books that I I want to read. Okay. So that's how my bookshelf is set up. Now, one of the one things that I do when I am going to do an unhaul is I will stand there and I will look through all of my shelves. And as I look over my shelves, if I don't have an instant memory or an instant going, oh, yeah, I love that part of this book or, you know, oh, my gosh, that character was so funny – I take the book off the shelf and I put it in a stack. Okay. So, so you don't like read the back, find oh, out. Oh, no, no. It I, it's a system. Okay? okay. So I do that first. And then I look through those books and I reread the synopsis. If the synopsis does not catch my attention, it goes into the unhaul pile. If it does catch my attention, I move it to the TBR pile because there's something where I missed it. Yeah. It needs to go in the TBR. It doesn't need to be on the shelf. Okay. And so that kind of helps at least organize things for me. And then that's when I really get into the meat now of the unhaul. So, like, the first shelf never really gets touched. There's things that I'll move around on the first shelf. Well, because you're really obsessing over them. Yeah, I'm really obsessing over those. Those are my hype books. So I really don't – I don't move those very much. I'll add to them. Mm -hmm. If I find, like, oh, I really did like this series, it needs to go up here. Um, So the top shelf – I know there's nothing wrong with those books. I'm going to keep those books. They're not going away. Yeah. It's the middle shelf that I really look at. I, I look at that go, okay, do I really like this book? Do I really want to reread it? Because that is something. I do reread my books. Yeah. So if, like, for instance, I am going to be unhauling um, the Clockwork Scarab. You know, I read it already once i got it actually originally from the library and i loved the cover art and the story is really really funny it's a spin on sherlock holmes and um uh, the author who wrote um dracula i can't remember the name of the author Brom stoker yeah Brom stoker it's a kind of like a spoof on that so you have sherlock holmes's niece and Brom stoker's sister like team up together and it's a paranormal book okay it's it's a good book it's it's a really good book and there's that's already sparked my interest i know it's a good book it's not a bad book at all it's it's just one of those like i found it at at the thrift store and it was in good condition i liked it i liked reading it from the library so i was like okay maybe i'll collect the series yeah so I, i put it on the shelf now i'm sitting here going I haven't bought any of the other four books that have come out. I haven't even finished. I haven't picked up even the second book from the yeah. library. I've had it for God knows how long. And you haven't really touched it. And I haven't really touched it. So it needs. It has to go in the pile. It has to. I just, I mean, I agree with you. I'm, I'm following your logic. Mm-hmm. But for a book that you enjoyed that much, I don't know if I could get rid of it. If it has really pretty cover art, I want to show it off to everybody. Mm. Like, that would be one that I would put, like, at the front of a bookshelf. Yeah. Like, 
And, and it was. It was in the front of my bookshelf, but there's other books now that have taken its place. So, like, I'm getting ready for Holly Black's new book, The Wicked King. So I have The Cruel Prince on display currently. You know, I'm going to be getting Alexander Bracken's second book on The Dreadful Tales of Prosper Ring. So that's on display. So, like, I have books that I'm excited for that are coming out. Yeah. That deserve a place on my shelf. Honestly, they do. For sure. And you gotta make room. But how... I mean, I'm kidding. I'm listening. <laughs> like, uh, it just... You make what, it sound so easy. It, it's, it, has to, it has to do with the mindset. It's one of those... Well, yes, I really did enjoy The Clockwork, the Clockwork Scarab. It was a very good book. I have not touched it since I've brought it home, and that's a dishonor to the book. That's true. Like, that book deserves to have somebody read it again, enjoy it, and maybe maybe get that collection. I mean, I have no problem with collecting books. I have collections of books. Drop yes, me. you do. I do. However, you know, I feel horrible with the fact that I'm keeping a book that honestly... I probably won't pick back up. And that's something else. I have to be true about it, too. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, even if I'm on the fence about giving up a book, it's one of those, honestly, girl, are you going to read this or are you not going to read this? If you're not going to read it, then why you got it? That's true. So, it, it really, I, and that's something. I don't, I have connections to things. But my connections to things stop when I don't use them. When they're no longer useful to you. Yeah. 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 See, here's so here's my thought process, and here's what gets me into trouble. Mm-hmm. So the Clockwork Scarab yeah. has a five, four, five book series, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out, and I'm going to buy those books. And if I see that book, instead of it being a reminder that, man, this is really not getting that love... I'm going to keep it, and I'm going to be like, I'm going to keep this to remind me to go buy the other four books. <laughs> because I really liked the first one, and I bet the cover art's just as pretty on the oh, other no, ones. Oh, no, the cover and... art's beautiful on all the books. It's just one of those, like, I'm not, I'd, I'd rather go spend my money and buy Holly Black's new book or Alexander Bracken's new book and have those there, and they're part of series that I actually like and will reread. I don't honestly know if I'm going to reread the clockwork scarab yeah that's true so there's that um i've been struggling with getting rid of my gail character books like i have half of the first series started and say like in actual hardback i have the whole middle series in paperback and then i have the start of the third series in hardback too now I like this author. She does amazing Victorian steampunk. I love her her series. I love them to death. But I hate the mismatch of it all. Yeah. So I was debating whether or not I wanted to get rid of the paperbacks and try to find everything. The paper, her original series, the Parasol series, they didn't come out in hardback. That's oh. the only downside. But all her other books are in hardback and or paperback. So I was like, well, maybe I should get rid of my hardback ones and get it all in paperback. Or, you know, I've been de- I'm debating on what I want to do with this. I have one of the books technically autographed by her. <gasps> but oh, it's you not, can't get rid of that one. But it's not like a message. It's just like Barnes & Noble's had, like, if you bought extra money, you could get a... Signed, signed edition a signed edition so it's not like i got to meet her and she didn't put like a message in like so like my burn series that is down there on my T- yeah. tbr my husband bought those for me and she wrote notes in that oh that's in, neat. on the inside of the book i will never get rid of those because that is addressed to me they're personal yeah those are staying with me until god knows when I don't have a problem, though, getting rid of that signed edition because there's no personalized note. It's just a signature. And I don't even know if it's an actual, like, 
she actually signed it. Or if it's like a Xerox Or signature. if it's like a Xerox signature and it just looks like it. Yeah. That, I can take or leave. I, it's, I've just been debating, like I was been, I've been thinking about it. I'm like, do I, what do I want to do? Do I want to get rid of my hardbacks? And do I want to get them all in paperback? Or what do I want to do? I, I've, it's, it's one of those toss-ups. I don't know what I'm going to do. I haven't decided honestly yet. I know something's going to have to come out of it because, yeah. you know, I only have so much space. <laughs> That's true. And if it's bothering you, you've got to figure out a good... So, like, for me, part of the reason that I wanted you to do this episode is that I really need mm-hmm. to get my books under control because what bothers me is that I don't have a place for them. Right. In my head, all of these books matter and all of these books should be read. All of these books should stay in my collection. But mm-hmm. I have three bookshelves and no room for books so Mm. obviously i have a problem here (laughs) um yeah so i i would love to be able to figure out how to unhaul at least some of the ones that i've already read to make room for these new ones because like if i really want to stay in this mindset that all of these books are super important and that i bought them for a reason and i should read them Mm. at least i need to figure out how to let go of some of the books that i've already read yeah i i wish i had a like a, a formula or something that I could give to you, honestly, because it really just has to do with being honest with yourself about are you honestly going to reread that book? And are you going to reread it enough to where it deserves to have a shining spot on your bookcase? So like, yeah. and I do. I want them to have a shining spot on my bookcase. I, I want a TBR thing where it looks me in the face every single day. I don't want four stacks of books sitting next to a bookshelf mm. where I have to dig through all of them. I want. I mean, I even unhaul my TBR though. That's some people don't even do that. I do that though. I know there's at least two books on that TBR that I was probably going to Barnes and Noble or going to half price books. Though, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the book. It's just one of those, um, the small town book, the one that's the middle grade yeah. scarecrow one that sounded like this, uh, the <laughs> season one of, um, oh, Supernatural, Supernatural. the scarecrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Like, I, I was all gun ho about reading that. I thought it was going to be so fun and it was going to be spooky. I bought it for Halloween. I remember I, that. Yeah. You were there when I bought it. I know. It's going to be donated. Oh, really? Yeah. So I guess that leads me to another question of why – let me rephrase that. You are a really big proponent of getting stuff from the library still. So why buy it if sometimes, you know, stuff like that gets unhauled? Like you've spent money on it and Mm. now you're only going to get – so say you spend $20 on a book and you only get three Mm. or four bucks back for it from half-price books. Like – why not rent all of your books and then only buy the ones that you like? Most of the time I do do that, though. Okay. There are rare occasions where I will be taken out by a friend or a family member. Yeah. And they will literally take me to Barnes & Noble and go, you can buy three books. That was one of the three books that I bought or that I had bought for me. Um, and unfortunately, it's just been sitting there and sitting there. I haven't touched it. I hadn't, like, wanted to read it. Like, yeah. it still sounds like an amazing book. Yeah. But I'm not going to read it. It's just sitting there and someone else could read it. That's true. I mean, it's not like it's going to be tossed into the trash. No. You're not burning it. <laughs> I'm not burning it. I'm 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 basically reselling it to a another bookstore and I'm yeah, I'm trading pretty much. You're Most making sure also that someone else can read it though. So it's not yeah. like you're donating it to like a school where maybe only you know 10 kids are ever going to look at it versus 
Which, I mean, I guess there's nothing wrong with that. Like, school libraries need stuff all the time, too. Right. But I feel like there's more people that are going to be willing to, not willing to see it, but there's more people with an opportunity to see it when you give it to someplace like Half Price Books. Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing. I don't go out to Barnes and Nobles and blow loads of money. Normally, I'm buying these books with coupons, too. Yeah. 15% off, 20% off. You know, I shop a lot at half at half price books. Like so that makes it easier for for me honestly to go hang on a second. I spent 10 bucks for this book. Yeah. I'm going to get 5 bucks back. I'm yes, I'm losing money, but not enough like not enough that it's so not enough detrimental. that it's so detrimental. Now if I were to have bought like, okay, so I bought Renegades from Barnes & Noble, and I bought it because I wanted the exclusive chapter, or whatever. I don't remember <laughs> what it was. I bought it. It had a little sticker on it. I know that I really like that series, so I don't feel bad about spending the money. It's going to stay with me. It's not like I'm giving those books. I know two years from now. I might be donating those books because, hey, in two years, I might have decided I really don't want to reread a story about superheroes and Raven gives me a headache. So, (laughs) there we go. I don't know. Um, I just, it's one of those, it's, I I don't feel bad about donating books or selling them to half-price books because other people will get to use them that's what those institutions are for well i guess that answers my next question my next question was going to be do you ever have remorse for giving the books away like especially like okay let's go back to the clockwork scarab yeah you go to half price books tomorrow and there's the second book Mm. and it's beautiful and you buy it and you read it and it's great and Mm. you want to get the third one well Mm. now you've already given back the first one and you could have been collecting a series all along i've done that i've had that remorse oh my gosh um series name I don't even remember I accidentally bought I bought the first I read the first book from the library and I was like no I'm not gonna want this series you know whatever and I you know returned it to the library you know it wasn't a dud book it was just a meh book and then I went to half price books and the second book in the series was on clearance and I was like you know what why not sure I'll buy it. Yeah. And I read it. And I have that book now. And it's it's a hardback book. And it's like, you know, should I try to find book one to complete the series? Like, what, what should I do kind of thing? Um, yeah. that That's like a rock and a hard place, honestly. Because then that second book in the series literally just there on my shelf because I'm hunting for the first book. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what, that's the one thing that I kept saying is like, I, I will keep mm-hmm. a book in a series just so that I can remind myself to get another series. And it yeah. doesn't mean that I'm going to read that book over again. It's just supposed to be a reminder. Yeah. But then at that point it takes up room on my shelf. So mm-hmm. I'm going to attempt. Mm-hmm. I, I say this. My, my answer to you is this. Yes, I have that book on my shelf. Yes, I could go out and buy the second book. But do I really want to complete that series when I can literally go to the library and finish that series within a a month and I'm done and I didn't have to waste any money, any shelf space, and other people get to read them too? (sighs) Like... See, this is why I called you the queen of responsibility. And and (laughs) I say that because, to me, I want to own all the books. Mm. Belle's Library from Beauty and the Beast, I want that library, okay? Like, I want to be able to buy every book that I lay my eyes on that just mildly interests me so that I can read whatever I want. But at the same time, well, I mean, I can't. Like, that it's impossible. Yeah. But I get myself into these problems, especially when we go to, like, big book sales mm. where everything's, like, 50 cents or a dollar. Yeah. And I'll buy 26 books. And n- why? Why do I keep doing it? I don't know. 
I just, it's like Because you think home. you have more time in the day to read every book when you honestly don't. But my, my biggest problem isn't not that I don't read them. Mm-hmm. It's that even when I do read them, I could read a book and think it was just meh. And then I keep it on my bookshelf. I don't know how to. I don't think you know how to release. I don't. I don't. And I think that's something that this could help me do mm-hmm. is just. Just really. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it sounds crazy when you hear me talk about it, but once you do it, it's like not a drug, but like that rush feeling yeah. of adrenaline. Like you're, oh my gosh, I'm getting rid of this many books that I honestly didn't even remember I had. Yep. And I mean, here, here's the other rule that I have. If I take a book off the bookshelf and I read the cover and it instantly catches my attention and rekindles my desire to read it to a point where I'm like, I have to read this now, like now, now, then yeah, it deserves to stay. It, it, I'm not like... Get rid of every book you've ever read. Yeah, I'm not going to get rid of... You don't need yeah, it. No, yeah. no, that, no. So like... There's a book currently right now that I am struggling with, and it's called Meddling Kids. I've read maybe 25% of the book. I put it on the back burner because I was just like, I wasn't getting into it. It was really, it's far out there book. But it has something for me that I really like. It's a kind of like a spoof on Scooby-Doo, and I yeah. love Scooby-Doo. So, like, I, I haven't read it since... I put it on the back burner. I haven't touched it. It's still on my TBR. It's still marked where I left off. And, you know, those are books that I do gravitate to because I was like, okay, there's a reason why I stopped you and I put you on a back burner. Yeah. And I picked something else up. You know, do I really want to read you? Or do I not really want to read you? Or do I want to do I want to read you, but maybe in a different format? What do you mean? Like audiobook it? Yeah. So like even though I will be getting rid of Small Town, I might audiobook that one. Okay. I mean, it might it might still pique my interest. Who knows? Most likely not. That one, I just think it was a dud buy, and I have no idea why I bought it. <laughs> hype! I bought it out of hype. There hype. you go. That is, that's a really hard thing for me, especially when, like, a brand new book comes out, mm-hmm. and I've been waiting for it. and Or, like, I like the author, and that author had a really good book, you know, here, yeah. and now let's do this one that hype gets me so into it and I'll buy the book and then I remember that I have 27 other books that I still haven't read so I'll put it in the TBR pile because Mm. why should this one get to go first and then that's something though that I am changing about my book reading habits is if I find a book that I want to read I'm going to read it and you can't stop me and so that kind of makes it to where like for all my hyped books so like I'm going out tomorrow and I'm getting The Wicked King by Holly Black and I immediately literally know I am reading that book. It doesn't matter about what's on my TBR shelf right now. It doesn't matter that I technically told myself I need to read um, Unearth and End of World. Like I need to do those. Yes, I need to do those. But Wicked King by Holly Black is out and that needs to take priority in my life right now (laughs) because I need to know what's happening between those guys. Yeah, I just, I need that. So I, I know that that is going to happen. That is okay. It is a part of reading. If you are a book nerd or a book lover like we are. Yeah. It's okay because we will cycle back around to those others they're going to be read it's not like they're not going to be read and if they're not going to be read then they need to do some we need to do something with them i feel like if i were to unhaul Mm -hmm. and actually follow your advice i wonder how many like boxes of books we'd be taking Uh, so many yeah because the last time that i did an unhaul and i actually you adhere to my rules that was what threw me off yes you did it uh, I think I got rid of three boxes of books, but the problem was is then I immediately went back out and bought. refilled everything. Yeah. So I really need to do that again. But that was hard. Getting rid of those books was hard. And I had a lot of remorse afterwards. Like, well, 
what about this book and this book? And the funny thing is, is I know for a fact mm-hmm. that I unhauled books and then I bought the same books over again. I, I don't remember which ones they are off the top yeah. of my head, but like I can remember every once in a while passing it. And I was like, I think I got rid of you, mm-hmm. but I obviously didn't. Yeah. So it's one of those things that if I, I know I can do it. Yeah. But will it stick? I think at that point, Megan, what I would probably recommend is if you have, if you come across one of those books and you go, well, I kind of wish I had read it. I would say instead of buying the book, go to the library and rent the book. I need to get my library card updated because I don't think I've had one since I was at Franklin College. No. And the reason why I say that is because you can, that still allows you to physically have the book on your person but it holds you accountable you have 21 days to either read the book or not read the book and just return it and then that should really tell you okay i really didn't want to read this book maybe this was just a pretty cover and maybe it was just a pretty cover or maybe it was just an impulse buy or whatever i'm pretty sure almost all of my books are impulse buys no there's there's a couple of no they're not all but for the for the most part i would say if i had to give it a number Mm -hmm. 75 percent of my books are impulse buys yeah i'm really really bad about shopping (laughs) this is about to turn into a haul video or a haul podcast really quick instead Mm -hmm. of an unhaul because megan is the queen of not being responsible with her books and her money that's that's a podcast for a whole nother day. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to hear your rules for hauling books. Uh, my rules for hauling books is that if it sounds like it's fun, just grab it and worry about the consequences later. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's not a good rule to live by. Oh, God, no. <laughs> um, it's a fun rule to live by. I mean, that's, that's for sure. That's not, but then you also get into the point where you have so many books and you're not reading them all. No. And then and we that's have not to, fun. And then we have to come to Ashley and beg her to teach us her ways. I mean, I've offered of doing it for you where you just sit on the couch and I hold up the book and I go, yes or no? I know, but then I'm worried that, like, I'm going to miss out. Uh, I have FOMO really bad. There's so many steps, though, for me to, like, actually finalize my unhauling. That's true. Because I give the book every opportunity to move itself out of that unhaul unhaul pile and back onto my shelf. How long would you say that a book stays on your shelf before it's considered for the unhaul? Like, are we talking like a couple months, six months, a year? Whenever I get the urge to unhaul, that's when I unhaul. So like, and it's random. So like it, the last time I unhauled was probably back in like summer months of last year okay so it's been a while so it's been a while it's not like i do this on a month-to-month basis i it's sporadic because i honestly i like seeing a full bookshelf just as much as the next gal or guy yeah i enjoy that i like having a lot of options in my tbr to suit my needs however if i get on a unhauling kick as my husband likes to call it, I unhaul and I and I take t- my time and I really think about, you know, do I really want to read this book? Do I really want to keep this series? You know, is this something that brings me joy? I've held on to um, Inserted With Their Bones for, I think, this will be like going on six or seven years of me having that copy oh wow yeah and i don't always read it but it's one of my favorite retelling of shakespeare stories also um juliet i love juliet i have a copy of that also on my shelf and i've had that for years i bought that at half price books after i listened to it on audio cds yeah that's right going way back going way back um i love it and there and I don't know. I I don't think I'll ever get rid of those. No, I don't always reread them. They're huge tombs. But they're such great stories Yeah, that I just can't part with them. Well, and that's different, I guess. Because, like, I do the same thing with, like, Harry Potter. Like, mm-hmm. I've had the same Harry Potter series for 
I, I since I got the Harry Potter books. Right. And so, I mean, I can understand keeping books that have, like, got a sentimental value or stuff like that. Like, obviously, I'm keeping those. But, yeah. like, here's one example. I want a new Harry Potter series because I annotated my books and that's wonderful and great. But like if anyone ever wants to borrow them, I don't necessarily want to hand them my annotated copy Mm -hmm. because every once in a while I cuss in there. And like, if my little sister wants to read it, I don't want to give her a copy where, uh, you know, you know, some, some page about umbrage where I keep calling her a bitch. I don't. Okay. So a lot of book bookish people have multiple copies of one specific book. They all, we all have our one niche. Mine happens to be Meg Cabot. Yours is the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to collect all of those books. I, I don't, I don't have a problem with having multiple copies of the same book because each copy of a book is different. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it could be redone by a different author. It could be, you know, it could have a different... A different cover. cover a different... Like, Peter Pan's a great example. Peter Pan's been around since the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. However, while the story is the same, a lot of the published books out there have a little bit of differences in them. Like, there are things that are different within each publish of the book. Yeah. Because other authors will come out and republish it under their name. Which I throws me for a loop that that can happen with classics, but I guess it can. I have no idea. There's got to be some type of copyright law that they don't have to worry about there because like for example me and your dad were talking earlier mm-hmm. about he he let me know that he was really proud of me for trying to you know write my own book and right. kept recommending a part two to yeti in the mist right <laughs> how you can get around copyright laws yeah by doing xyz making mm-hmm. it about this and so copyright laws are a really big thing that I don't necessarily understand. I just don't really want to mess with them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? No, I understand. So, but I mean, but Peter Pan, there's got to be something. There's like a loophole somewhere. There's a loophole published... somewhere where other people are publishing it. Um, it's being republished under the author's name, but the illustrator is completely different and everything looks different. Yeah. It sounds different. and. It's it's just one of those things where if that's your niche and that's like the book that gets you into this world, I don't think there's anything wrong with collecting it, anything related no. to it. So like if you want another set of Harry Potter books, you get another set of Harry Potter books. Thank you. You I know, <laughs> I I would think, you know, if you had the original editions of Harry Potter from the US and you then turn around and go, you know, Harry Potter's turning 20, I'm going to get all the new Harry Potter 20th edition books. You go there. You you do that. One because the that those arts, the artwork on those books are exquisite. It's beautiful. They're beautiful. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the original artwork. There's but not. It's... That's exquisite too. It's just one of those like if that's your your kind of thing in the book world, I think showing off multiple copies of of something it, it, it's it's almost like a status thing of you're showing somebody I have gone out of my way to find all of these unique editions of this book. Yeah, and and that means something to you. And well, and you, it's still useful. I I don't yeah. feel like that's breaking your rule because your rule is if it's not if it no longer has a use for you if you're no longer mm. I need to read this I need to show this off I need to blah 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 if it doesn't have a use mm. get rid of it right. and having multiple books that has a use for me because like one of them is annotated and one of them is for borrowing or one of mm-hmm. them I like the cover art better but I don't want to get rid of my original books because of a nostalgia purpose it has a use yeah so I think as long as I can follow your rules again, I will have another three-box unhaul. Now, the the goal will be is to not overhaul back in. I will not. And I will say I will not because we are in, like, a super savings mode. Mm-hmm. And so I just have to remind myself that, like, this is not in the budget right now. Yeah. Whereas last summer, 
we were just like, okay, well, we have XYZ instead of saving it, let's spend it. Yeah. And so I would take that to every single book sale that I possibly could and just. Yep. That and thrift books. Thrift books was my best friend last summer. Mm -hmm. I bought series after series on thrift books. I completed series. I started new ones. Um, I got a couple of manga type books. Yeah. Um, it's. I love thrift books. We haven't mentioned thrift books in a while. Well, you're mentioning it now. Don't worry. I brought it back. Woohoo! <laughs> no, I just... Yeah. That's, I feel like that's, like, my thing that I do. I don't think I've met a lot of bookish people out there that really do what I do, honestly. And I think that's maybe because they... Showing the books on their bookcase, that's a pride thing. You've spent time and effort. You've read that book. You enjoyed it. You want to show it off. And I got no qualms with that. I show my books off. I'm just one of those types of people where I'd rather have a small book collection of amazing books. Yes. Than have a whole room filled with books that I can't tell you if I've read or not. Which I laugh when you said you want that library from Belle. I love in the read the the new version where she asks him, "Have you read all of them?" And he's like, "Most of them. Most some of, of them. Some of them are in Latin, though." And I can't was that do a that. joke? <laughs> that a joke. And it's just one of those like they make a fun of that collection collection but at the same time every book lover in every there book just, lover just like goes i want that's the that dream. room Ugh. so and here's my my take on that i want that room to be filled with books that i know i so much love that i could point to any book on that shelf and go i've read that x amount of times i've read that x amount of times that one has a twist ending that you'll never see coming and you need to read that now and I'm just go get it for you real quick okay hang on I feel mm. like that's part of the reason that I want my collection to be so big is that every time someone's like hey can you recommend me a book yes I can like I mean I can still recommend you here books. it is it's not that I can't recommend you books and you found books on my shelf that you've never read before and you no. would never have picked up well I mean just like the the dreadful tale of prosper Redding, when mm -hmm. you loan me that book and I, I didn't have to add it to my bookshelf. It's amazing. I would recommend it to anyone. I still don't own my own copy. Do you want your own copy, though? That There you go. In and of its question, do you even want your own copy? Or do you want to wait for me to buy the next book that's coming out in a month and steal it after I read it? So here's the thing with that. We share annotated the uh, tale of prosper reading so yeah. she read it and annotated it and then let me borrow it i annotated it and gave it back to her and then, and I then i read she, read it yeah reread it reread it with my annotations on it which was yeah. a really fun way of doing that and i almost feel like i don't want my own copy because that's like our special okay so i need to read the second book and annotate it and then give it to you so that i can re-annotate it and then you can reread it <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna read it twice in one year okay I mean, I just, I, th I think that's fun. Like, no, I, if, if we were ever to get, like, a friendship tattoo, it's either going to have something to involve mm -hmm. that or it's going to involve wine. I feel like those are going to be, <laughs> like, our two oh things gosh. that if we were to ever get, like, a friendship tattoo, that would be what it is. So, I love Pandora. I really do. I have a Pandora bracelet. And I was looking through charms today while, you know, just kind of, doing house chores around the house they have an iheart wine charm <gasps> that i want to buy really badly and may start a new bracelet where it's all my faves like all my favorite things yeah. so like that would um symbolize my friendship with you oh and then they have a book charm then they have a coffee cup charm and i was trying to find something for like to symbolize my friendship with uh jessica and tia too and I couldn't I haven't found anything yet but like I wanted those to be like a thing and that could be my friendship charm that symbolizes you guys that would be so neat and I love that because like with me I mark my body with tattoos when something is really special or something's like mm -hmm. life-changing or blah 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 whereas that Pandora can be not that it's less permanent because it can be changed but yeah. it's a really nice way of marking things that doesn't necessarily have to be permanent right and I kind of like that yeah. No, I mean it'll be it'll be expensive to do it, but I it's one of those like 
I have the one that David bought me our like right before the wedding. It was the Christmas right before the wedding. Yeah. He bought that for me as like a starter gift. And I need to finish that one um to be like my my start bracelet um bangle that he bought me and then yeah. I want to get um they came out with a new um bracelet and the clasp is mini with little like rhinestones on it and I was like that's gonna be my Disney bracelet (laughs) (laughs) I need to buy that so I can start my Disney bracelet but yeah no that's my my side obsession Pandora charm I like stuff well I feel like this was a really good episode for learning how to let go as a book lover because Mm -hmm. I feel like we talk a lot about these are the books we're reading and these are the ones that we bought and here's what you guys should read and we hope that you guys are reading this 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 Mm -hmm. this and this but we never really talk about how to let go Mm -hmm. of anything and so I feel like hopefully this will allow you guys to be able to unhaul along with us because God knows I need it. <laughs> um, and maybe you guys are in the same position where mm. you're running out of room or maybe you're just like Ashley where you want to display the things that really matter and mm-hmm. not take up so much space with the things that don't. So right. um, tweet at us if you guys have any unhauling tips that Ashley didn't mention or if yeah. you have any really good ones. Um, I know that I talked to a couple people leading up to this just saying, oh, yeah, we're doing this. And everyone kept mentioning Tidying Up with Marie Kondo on Netflix. Have you heard Ah! of it yet? Um, And the KonMari method of cleaning. Mm. And so I feel like your haul is very, very similar to that, where at one point I think you even said the words, if it doesn't bring you joy, Mm -hmm. then get rid of it. So I feel like if you guys follow that method or if you follow Ashley's method, I think you'll be A-OK golden. Yep. And if anybody is listening that is interested, we will have me kind of showing a little bit of that on our Instagram account um, here in the next few days as well. Yes. So make sure that you're following us on Instagram, Twitter. Um, yeah, that's it. We yeah. don't have a Facebook. Maybe we should make a Facebook. I don't oh, know. God. That's one more thing I'm going to have to do now. Yeah. Never mind. Make sure you're following <laughs> us on Instagram and Twitter because that's all we do. Um, and uh, just have a have a nice, fun unhauling weekend if that's what you're choosing to do yeah uh the 14th of january is national organization day (gasps) Ooh, we can all get organized together oh yay all right well i'm megan i'm ashley and this was wine Wine and dine the ladies of wine and dine would like to thank you for listening to tonight's episode If you have a wine you would like to suggest or maybe something you would like the ladies to read, please email us at wineanddinepod at gmail.com. Let's be honest. I think we both know that as much as you mean well by teaching me these things, (laughs) that as soon as I unhaul these things, it's just going to skyrocket right back up you said you were gonna not buy anything because you were in super save mode i know but what happens when my mom wants to know what i want for my birthday and that's, then someone gets me a barnes and noble card and that's like a whole 11 months away yeah i'm just i'm not saying it'll happen overnight i'm just saying eventually we're okay. gonna have to do this podcast all over again because okay. megan messed up no i think you'll be fine and i think as long as you try the library thing honestly you'll be fine you'll be fine